Fox News, many of them well-known people listed in court documents released by a judge in a case related to Jeffrey Epstein, a wealthy financier turned sex offender who committed suicide before going on trial for sex trafficking minors. Being on the list, I want to say, is not an indication of any wrongdoing. Perhaps the most notable name belongs to former President Bill Clinton. He's described as a key person who can provide information about his close relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein. Then there's this from Joanna Solberg. She's one of many women who accused Epstein of abuse. Quote, Joanna testified Jeffrey told her Clinton likes them young, referring to young girls. Well, that's Fox's Eric Sean. He referenced Maxwell. She's in prison, convicted of helping Epstein's trafficking. Former President Clinton has said in the past he had no knowledge of Epstein's crimes. Former President Trump's name is also in those documents. Now, his campaign has appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court to undo a Colorado court ruling now on hold, aiming to take him off the ballot in that state, claiming he's his 12th under a constitutional provision for leading an insurrection, the Capitol riot. But Trump lawyer Alina Haba tells Fox... You can't call someone an insurrectionist that never did an insurrection, that's never been guilty of an insurrection. It's un-American, it's ridiculous, and it's frankly election interference at its finest. There's a similar ballot attempt in Maine also being appealed. An airstrike in Iraq has killed a high-ranking commander of an Iran-backed militia. No word yet if the U.S. launched it. Iran's vowing to retaliate for the bombings yesterday that killed 84 people during a ceremony honoring the late general killed four years ago on an American drone strike. The U.S. denies Iran's claims America and Israel carried out the bombings. And Israel is also facing retribution for the killing of a senior Hamas leader in Lebanon. Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah saying the killing will not go unpunished, raising fears of regional escalation. His organization's been firing rockets across the border since the war in Gaza began. And that's Fox's Jonathan Savage. America's listening to Fox News. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. <laughs> the way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. You're all set with your Medicare prescriptions, Mrs. Brown. This is not just low-cost copays at Walgreens. I can actually help you set up 90-day refills if you want. This is having a partner you can trust. Get low-cost copays, 90-day refills, and delivery from your neighborhood Walgreens. This is being independent together. Walgreens. Restrictions apply. For details, see walgreens.com pharmacy. Dozens of House Republicans took a trip to the border in Eagle Pass, Texas, where Speaker Mike Johnson says after another record month of illegal immigration. The longer we wait, the longer we delay the closure and securing of this border, the greater the crisis and the problem. Next week, there will be a House hearing considering impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. President Biden has said Congress needs to give him money to protect the border, though he has called some of the GOP policy demands extreme as talks continue in the Senate. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says progress is being made on striking a deal on border policy changes in exchange for passing a spending package that would send aid to Ukraine Israel and Gaza. We're closer than we have been, but this is a very difficult issue. When asked if Republican Speaker Mike Johnson should be more involved in negotiations, Leader Schumer says since House Republicans aren't budging on certain Trump-era policies, he feels the Senate should come to an agreement first. On Capitol Hill, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Two arrests in Texas 
in the killing of a pregnant 18-year-old and her boyfriend who went missing right before Christmas and then were found shot to death in a car right after. Christopher Perciato has been charged with murder. His father, Ramon, charged him as an accomplice. San Antonio Police Sergeant Washington Moscoso says it appears... It was a drug deal, so there was like a drug connection to the, uh, the suspect and the two victims. More charges could be filed related to the death also of Savannah Soto's unborn baby. In Nevada... Hey. Oh, 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 hey. That is the sound of a defendant in court lunging at and attacking the judge sentencing him. A judge was injured but not badly enough to be hospitalized. The suspect, Yobra Redden, is now facing new charges in addition to the battery he was being sentenced for, and he's due back in court today. On Wall Street, stock futures are mixed the day after big losses for the Dow and the NASDAQ. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Here's a look at local news. For the first time since 2021, the average price of gas in Illinois below three bucks a gallon. Gas Buddy's first analysis of gas prices this year found that the statewide average has fallen to 2.99. Last time Illinoisans enjoyed gas at that price was March of 2021. Decatur police looking for a man wanted in connection to animal cruelty. The Macon County Sheriff's Office animal control sent to a house near the intersections of East Whitmer Street and South Jasper Street on December 11th. Animal control found two dead puppies, one malnourished puppy in the backyard. Number eight, Illinois routes in-state rival Northwestern 96-66 in Champaign on Tuesday night. Marcus Domask recording a team high 32 points for the Fighting Illini, improving to 11-2. Justin Harmon adding a season high 20 in the win. The Wildcats dropped to 10 and 3 on the basketball season. You're up to date from the Stevie J Broadcasting Newsroom. I'm Jim Miller. Hey, good morning. It is ESPN 93.5. There's Diane Ducey. Good morning. I'm Stevie J. It's good to have you listening. Meteorologist. January 4th. Excuse me? January 4th. It is January 4th, but good good uh, to bookmark <laughs> that because I'm not ever sure the day. Right. And sometimes I forget <laughs> the month. All good. Meteorologist Greg Sawyer brought to you this morning by the Urbana Park District. And they remind you they've got all kinds of great programs. If you're in to get more fit into the new year, they get it. And they've got lots of options. Learn more at urbanaparks.org. So the presumed winter storm uh, fizzling before our eyes. You're always somebody to kind of keep people level-headed Mr. Greg Solier and um, looks like stuff but nothing that isn't going to change his schedule doesn't look like yeah it. yeah uh, you know, I think we'll be probably at least for the next few days and a couple of weeks around here using the term like manageable you know it's winter time it's January we get these uh, systems we get these storms if we didn't have an almost 200 mile an hour jet stream up aloft and this thing were just take a sweet time between uh, Monday Tuesday and Wednesday well then I think we have a different issue a little different storm track and uh, some uh, changes of the thermodynamics well yeah then I think we've got an Armageddon type storm this is I think just typical par for the course stuff it may take us a you know a little more time to get used to it because we haven't had any real winter storms come through uh, the Midwest per se this wintertime season. Here we are uh, the 4th of January. So again, doable, manageable, use your smart, use your noggin. Definite signs of a progressively colder weather pattern settling in here as well in the days, the next couple of weeks to come. In the meantime, 27 at Willard and Savoy, 29 ran to a 31 blooming to normal, 32 at the Kankakee to 36 at St. Louis, Brickyard at 32 over Danville holding in the freezing mark as well. Forecast for the day today, we'll get a little bit of a late morning and afternoon sun, partly sunny skies to develop 
up as the day wears on. And temps still a couple of knocks above average at 38, down to 25 for tonight. Mostly cloudy, 37 tomorrow. Separate from that early week system is one heading through the deep south and southeast. They're going to get roughed up with a fair amount of severe weather in the coming next week to 10 days. But around here, a little bit of light snow late tomorrow night. Low down to 31. Could coat the ground over here in some spots Saturday morning. A little rain snow mix later in the day. The hot near 36. A snow shower Sunday at 38. Rain moves in. This will be a wind-blown rain to start late Monday, Monday night into Tuesday morning. A bit of a break and then the rain kind of mixing with some snow late Tuesday into Tuesday night. Fast-moving system. If you had to bend my arm, 1 to 3, 2 to 4. And that's all. those are probably high numbers and probably focused to the north of Champaign. Don't quote me, but again, manageable. 40 and dropping on Tuesday. Highs near 30. Some colder weather and a couple of snow showers Tuesday. Make that Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Stephen A. Broadcasting, I'm meteorologist Greg Soldier. So are you in Milwaukee or do you live outside Milwaukee? I mean, my son lives in Cudahy, Cudahy, which is just to the, what is that, the south of Milwaukee? Right. My daughter's in West Dallas, so. Have you been to the, yeah. sweet, have you been to the sweet diner? Have you been eating there? Hey. <laughs> Miss Katie's diner is the place to go, right in the heart of Milwaukee. So that's that's where all the presidentials come. Yeah, Miss Katie's diner, because Sweet Diner is right down there. It's really easy to manage, I thought, downtown Milwaukee. Anyway, mm-hmm. John Pudner, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the president of Take Back Action Fund. He was a Bush 2000 aide, the only person in U.S. history to run a campaign defeating a majority leader in a primary. So he's now famous and lives in Milwaukee. Okay, uh, so now we have a deficit. Of thirty-four trillion dollars, I have no idea what that means. Uh, and that's the problem. That's why I didn't address because no one has any concept. I mean, you have to try to say, "Look, uh, over hundred thousand dollars for every man, woman, and child in the country," or it, it would take you thirty-two years to count to thirty-four trillion. <laughs> Just try to get give people some kind of grasp of the number. One, two, so thirty-four <laughs> years to get to this number. Wow! If I started right now, <laughs> okay. Okay. There you go. So I would be very old. Okay. So what I mean, I mean, what's the ramification of what, when when W was the president? Um, Barack Obama called him irresponsible because the, I think it slipped to eight trillion deficit or something. So now we're thirty four trillion. None of us can conceive what the long term of that is. Are we growing out of that? What what happens here? Well, we aren't, and, and I think you know no one has felt. It in the past is the problem. No one's really felt the shutdown, or yeah, not many. And uh, but that's partly because the dollar's always been so dominant in the world, and our, our military's been dominant for so long. And you know, those two things can can kind of get you through if you have those two cards to play on how severe it is. But you know, the, the concern with this is first of all, obviously, inflation. You know, the impact it has on what you're spending at the grocery store. But you've now got eight countries starting to use Chinese currency uh, pretty regularly, including Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's one that concerns me, Brazil and Argentina. Yeah, so the fact that the Chinese are seeing U.S. weakness and making such a play for becoming a new currency, obviously Russia is using Chinese currency for everything the last couple of years, Um, that's where you start to kind of not have a monopoly on on money in the country, if you will. Why why is that happening? Why are the Saudis using the yuan? Well, they're starting, you know, they're, they're just, they're starting to perceive a, a weakness in the dollar and not quite the same, you know, U.S. strength. I mean, the Afghan pullout, you got all these things tied together. And, you know, for decades, we obviously had the unquestioned, um, both military and, you know, there was the old 
saying that, uh, you know, the, the way you deal with that is the diplomacy of an aircraft carrier off your country. You know, I mean, uh, you know, we're that dominant, and, you know, China's, you know, Russia likes to fight, China likes to win. That's the old adage. I mean, they, you know, they, they see currency as the big long-term goal. If they can shift a bunch of the world over to their currency, they become the central player instead of us. John Pudner on the Tappan's Towing phone line. He's in Milwaukee this morning. I, I just, I think people that watch what's happening in America right now, um, I guess to be kind, they'd be confused going, what happened to America when we can't get through a day without arguing whether I should call you him or her? I, I, it just, some of the things we're talking about is we got a real crisis at the border. We got crime that has just gone nuts. We got inflation through the roof. I mean, there are some issues going on in America that it, it's going to confuse the world, saying maybe, maybe that. But I'm shocked at how fast this happened uh, since yeah. COVID. I mean, we were kind of normal, doing pretty well about 2018. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's it's hard to argue with with the progress made up until COVID, from 2017 up until COVID, and uh, just that we seemed on a path, you know, energy independence, um, you know, all kinds of good developments, and. And, of course, right then, as you know, the forecast was we hit $34 trillion in debt in 2029. So, you know, this sped everything up. So to be on this kind of accelerated pace and, you know, these things tie into all the issues you just mentioned. You have to have to be able to deal with things monetarily. And uh, we've got several crises we're going to have trouble dealing with. Well, the policies aren't working. I mean, I mean, I don't know if anybody's shocked by that, but it's just not working. And I don't know what we have to live through. But we get four more years of these policies, John. I don't think it's going to be very good. No, I, I just don't see how you can argue results. You know, and of course that's obviously become the centerpiece of a, a campaign is what were the results of the last administration versus this one. But I, I just don't see how you can argue actual results and the economy I mean, where things were going. But the the only, only the only thing the Biden campaign is going to do is say how you can't elect Adolf Hitler. You can't have a guy that's going to take away dumb. I mean, it's all they got is how bad Trump is. That's it. Yeah, no, that is it. I, I just don't see how you tell the results. I mean, you got just over twenty percent thinking you're doing a good job on immigration and issues like that. I mean, these issues are hitting home. And you know, years back, I mean, immigration was a border case. Now it's not. I mean, everyone understands the labor ramifications around the country. You know, it's it's big here and it's big there. You know, Wisconsin, Illinois, everywhere. So these are central issues we have to have to deal with. Last question, John: Will we ever have a president where we rally around that there'll actually be over fifty percent that like a president with the negatives and the always something up? And this guy put his dog on top of the car. I mean, there, I don't know if there'll ever be a president we can rally around because of the opposition stuff. Well, the one thing some conservatives don't like me on is this final five idea, but that's the whole point is you'd have to get to 50% with that. You know, Joe Biden couldn't win Wisconsin 49 to 48 again, you know, because the conservative vote is split. The system is just so set up to mm -hmm. make the whole process divisive that you, you need, you know, you, you don't even need 50%. You need enough people to hate the other one and divide their vote. So uh, we're going to have to make some systemic changes, I think, to have a, a president that's accepted and has a, even a honeymoon period after a win. We're going to have to talk to you next time about that. Mr. John Pudner, how can people find you, connect with what you're doing? Sure, takebackaction.org. And we have had some good Illinois meetings with good yes. turnout, uh, a couple hundred went on. So, yeah, we'd wow. love people to sign up. 
Well, you the man. Enjoy Miss Katie's diner or whatever that was you told me. That's uh-huh. a good tip. Uh, thank you, John. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. ESPN 93.5, 716, some sports headlines. Well, number nine, Illinois, heading to West Lafayette to take on Purdue tomorrow. Those Boilermakers at it uh, tomorrow night. And it was interesting hearing the conversation with Luke Goody yesterday here on ESPN 93.5 during the drive. I know that there was a text in to 359-2255 about Lucas Johnson. And if Luke Goody knows who he is, they are similar in the way that they get after it. So, And I think he said he wasn't sure. but uh, offense to Lucas, but I think Luke's a lot better shooter. Is that right? Lucas didn't really shoot the three. Is it more the getting after it? Getting after it on the floor, diving for it. But we've had a lot of good line. Trister Fraser was great at that. I mean, a lot of guys have gotten... And I think... uh, you know, Luke Goody mentioned DeMonte Williams. Or DeMonte that was... Um, would get after it, Well, too. DeMonte mentioned that Luke, the young Luke Goody three years ago, when he was a freshman, was, wasn't afraid to mix it up. So, mm-hmm. in that sense of toughness, Lucas Johnson was certainly tough. That's 20-some years ago now, but... Luke Goody's got the shot. He can make the three ball, and that's big. And that's uh, that's one attribute Luke Goody has. And then he's tough, too, because he made that diving play against uh, Northwestern. We dove out of bounds, got the ball, somehow threw it off Northwestern's leg. That's right. And the crowd went nuts. That's right. Yeah, it's awesome. So fun to see it. So go Illini tomorrow night. Uh, we had Ohio State over Rutgers, 76-72. Nebraska beat Indiana, 86-70. Penn State's at Michigan State at 6 o'clock tonight. And the 8 o'clock game will be Minnesota at Michigan. And who beat Indiana? Nebraska. Wow. At Nebraska? I don't know. Probably. At 86-70, pretty decisively. It had to be at Nebraska. Nebraska's not bad, certainly at home, that's for sure. A couple of other upsets in the top 25. Miami upset number 16, Clemson, 95-82. Seton Hall over number 23, Providence, 61-57. Indiana over the Milwaukee Bucks, 142-130. New York over the Chicago Bulls, 116-100 in NBA action. On to the NFL, where we have the starting quarterbacks tapped. Brock Purdy and Tua Tungalavoy. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Two I don't eight, say it enough. <laughs> if, if, if it was Georgia Bashan's yeah. Billy, we would say that enough to <laughs> we really practice get that, that one down. Year. But it's but just... what I did want to note is Seattle cornerback Devin Witherspoon has the tap for the Pro Bowl. And, of course, on Sunday at 325, the Bears are in Green Bay. Well, they're brought to you by Busey for over 150 years. Busey, member of FDIC. All right, some details on that winter storm mm-hmm. perhaps coming up. Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather for East Central Illinois, Champaign, and Bandit vicinity. Next couple of days, pretty quiet, uneventful into the weekend. Touch of wintertime expected there. And a pattern shift gets going into next week. It's still a pretty manageable setup around here. A winter storminess, if you will, for late Monday, Tuesday, diminishing on Wednesday. And a change back to colder weather also accompanies a little more active weather pattern next week. Becoming partly sunny for the day today, up to 38. Light northeast wind, clouds tonight, 25. Mostly cloudy for the day tomorrow on 37. Maybe touch of some light storm flurry activity late tomorrow night into Saturday morning. Maybe a coating in some spots. A little rain snow in the afternoon. No big deal there. A Saturday high at 36. Maybe a morning snow shower Sunday at 38. Rain moves in late Monday. The high near 40. Rain to start Tuesday. That'll be mixing with and turning over to perhaps a brief period as some small uh, accumulating snowfall. No big deal. That'll be Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday night the way we see it right now. Temperatures up near 40 and uh, falling. A couple of snow showers and flurries Wednesday and Thursday next week. High temperatures near 30. For Stephen J. Broadcasting, I'd be Greg Solgay. 
Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs, and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. There's another merger in the energy business. Houston-based APA Corporation has an agreement to buy Callan Petroleum, an independent oil and natural gas company with operations focused in West Texas. Novo Nordisk shares are higher. The developer of weight loss drugs Ozempic and Wegovy has a new research agreement with Omega Therapeutics to develop new treatments to manage obesity. You're paying less for eggs than a year ago. That resulted in lower earnings for egg producer Calmaine Foods, though CEO Sherman Miller says total volumes were up slightly over a year ago. Anagram, a company that supplied Party City with metallic balloons, has emerged from bankruptcy. The business was sold to the company's bondholders and it was able to renew its contract with Party City. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola, invested in you. I'm Dana Perino, co-host of The Five and co-anchor of America's Newsroom. Join me for my brand new podcast, Perino on Politics. Every Monday, I'm going to talk to people I trust in politics as they tell me what they're seeing and thinking in the 2024 election cycle. As we usher in the new year, this week, Republican strategist Colin Reid joins me again with a closer look at how things are heating up in the race for the White House and beyond. Available now on Apple, Spotify, and foxnewspodcast.com. That's deep. Left center field. It's a gutter! Cardinals Nation, the Cardinals Caravan, presented by Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, is coming your way. It's your chance to get up close and personal with your favorite team. Get the latest scoop on the upcoming season from current players, Cardinals alumni, and broadcasters. Plus, there will be raffle prizes and autographs for the kids. Folks, jump on the caravan, the Cardinals Caravan. Rolling into Champaign on Friday, January 12th. For more information, visit cardinals.com caravan. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. All right, so big news. The St. Louis Cardinals caravan schedule has come out. There so are exciting. There are six caravans, and what they do is they get Cardinal baseball players and alumni and broadcasters, mm-hmm. and they, they put them on the road. 20 different cities. Yep, so they go on six different caravans, and we're caravan... Number four. We're caravan four, and we've had some good ones. I don't know. I'm really trying to be objective here. I'm not sure we've had... A better caravan. I mean, we did have, you know, uh, John Jay and Daniel Descalzo yeah. right after they won the World Series, yeah. and they were critical in Game Six. Mm-hmm. Daniel Descalzo, John Jay, they were both here right after the World Series, so that was pretty large. And Matt, Ab- Matt Adams was at the same one, and at the time he was quite the prospect. So in Champaign, coming up January 12, a week from tomorrow, the doors will open at 11. We'll start the program at noon. We're allowing media. 
in our media room at 11.30 for interviews. But we do have superstar Jordan Walker coming to Champaign. Yes. This is the right fielder that made all the waves, made the opening day roster, six foot five, 22 years old, broke through at age 21, projected to probably be a you know, 25, 30 home run guy at age 22, but certainly will be our long-term right fielder in St. Louis. So Jordan Walker is coming to Champaign, which shocks me because, you know, Lars Newbar is out, and that's the other name that I thought would be pretty big, but a lot of the bigger names hang around the St. Louis area, so it's not as big of a trip. And yet we get J Jordan Walker coming to Champaign. Also, Andre Pallante is a terrific, you know, late-inning pitcher and was in a lot of Cardinal games last year. Packy Naughton is a lefty. He's, a, again, a reliever and, you know, saw quite a bit of action. And then we get Victor Scott II. He's the number four prospect in all the Cardinal system, and he is a flash. He can run. The guy had 92 stolen bases in the minor leagues last year, and he, he's projected, you know, to be a up-and-coming outfielder for St. Louis, perhaps a center fielder. Our alumni are Benji Molina. Yes. Who, I, I mean, I like Benji Molina. I've Me interviewed too. him a number of times. And Brad Thompson, who's also on the television broadcast. And then the MC's Chip Carey. Right. Chip Carey, Harry Carey's grandson, and Skip Carey's son, and the legend of the Careys, kind of like the, the Bucks of St. Louis. Mm -hmm. And Chip was the former Cub announcer, then went to Atlanta where his dad, Skip, was a broadcaster for a long, long time. And so Chip Carey will be in town. He's a tall drink of water. He's 6'5". Okay. He's a big guy. So it'll be great to have hey, these, all these that. named people. So if you want an autograph from Jordan Walker, you might want that one for sure. Um, who knows the, the, the future, but that young man is um, a terrific young player. So that's exciting. So it is coming up. It's a free event. The kids get priority if you can get them out of school on a Friday at noon. That's right. 12 and under, when they come in at the iHotel and Conference Center, we have numbers that we hand out and we bring people up, you know, essentially a dozen at a time or so, uh, so they can get their item that they have brought autographed. Now, if you didn't bring something, they do have, you know, some kind of board that says Cardinal Caravan and it has maybe Bush Stadium picture or something on there or Cardinals logo 2024. So you can get that item autograph too. Now we also have Restoration Urban Ministries that'll be represented and they'll be working the room with their 50-50 tickets and it's great to support a local charity in this effort and we've also got a chance for you to win these raffle prizes which includes tickets to games, the Cardinal calendars, the suites, the different you know jerseys and things like that. They bring a lot of stuff and it's terrific. Yeah the Cardinals are gracious to give us a nice cache of prizes but I don't know 50-50. I don't know. Oh maybe it's just, it's just all raffle. Yeah. Sorry, Rocket Nation yeah, taking over. Yeah, we yeah. always do the 50-50s <laughs> at every event. <laughs> this is just for prizes. That's right. And you can you can take part in that and, and donate, essentially, to Restoration. But mm -hmm. Cardinals let us pick a charity. And this year, it's Restoration Urban Ministries, who are in great need of you know, helping people that don't have a place to go. That's right. So we're looking forward to, uh, to that. So in any event, it's coming up a week from tomorrow. Tell your friends, Jordan Walker's coming to town. And if you don't know who Jordan Walker is, 22 years old, is he going to be a phenom? I don't know. Too early to tell, but he looks awfully good. So Friday, January 12th, doors open at 11, and the program starts at noon. Okay, again, uh, that's Cardinal Caravan. We're real excited about it and hope to have our normal five or 600 of you dressed in your Cardinal Raid. I know everybody's a little down about last year. 
Uh, Cardinals are trying to make some moves. I'm hearing rumblings of yet another potential trade uh, that could get uh, another starting pitcher. We'll see if that comes to fruition. But right now, you know, our start, our starting pitching staff is old I mean, relative to the sport. Uh, average age is somewhere around the age of uh, qualifying for president, 35. I see. So they're not spring chickens, but mm-hmm. they are veterans. We'll see how it works out. But again, uh, Cardinal Nation, eh, it's not going to – they don't do that. I mean, now, they, they don't put up with 90 lost seasons. Right, so you're right. This is, uh, this is a big year for the whole organization uh, to see if they give us hope. There's word that the Cardinals want to sign Paul Goldschmidt to an extension. See if that happens. Uh, Jordan Walker, by the way, is a third baseman. They, they've converted the outfield because a guy named Nolan Arnado is not going anywhere. Yes. And so jo- there was no spot for Jordan at third base, but he he was raised as a third baseman, corner corner infielder. So anyway, good good to have a big name coming to town. And uh, I, I've never seen a caravan. This is our 14th where everybody that wanted an autograph didn't get one. So it's not like, uh, they always put the caveat in their kids first. And if we're out of time, we've got to go. But That's right. They've never left. That's right. So I think you're good to go. Now, sometimes at this event, Stevie, you announce our bus trip to Bush. And when that'll happen yep. during the season, are you looking at a few May things? 22 is kind of, we're penciled in with okay. with number two lead. We're pretty close. i got to make sure I get a bus. Okay, gotcha. But uh, yeah, May 22nd will be the same kind Baltimore, of thing. Baltimore, maybe? It is the Baltimore Orioles, very rarely in St. Louis. Uh, and they're pretty good. So anyway, we'll we'll plan on that, and again, we're doing an all-suite bus. We think that's the way to go yeah. because it's everybody's together. We're it's in the same so suite, fun. and you get your food, your beverages, and all that stuff, so you don't have to spend any more money. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's um, probably around the same price we had last year, about two hundred and thirty bucks. Okay, and I got all a, inclusive, of all course. All inclusive, everything's done. We walk from the bus. We get a fancy schmancy bar- uh, bus parking, so you walk in, you walk to. Your, I mean, it's really close. Yeah. So we're we're looking forward to that. We'll try and do it. May 22, it's a matinee. We leave at 8 and come back by 6 or 7. I love it. It's really a nice setup, and everybody on that bus wanted to go for the next year, and so we'll give, we'll give a heads up to the people that went last year. And if we have to do two buses, maybe we will. Okay. We will figure it out. All right, we're going to break for the news. Come right back. It's Thursday, so our friend John Decker from Gray Television, their White House correspondent, national correspondent, he will be coming up next. Stand by. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign. I'm Elizabeth McDonald. In our and- community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting. We'll close your loan conveniently in our comfortable offices. We invite you to visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. Call or visit us at 356 Bank Today, First Federal, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 435120. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. There are nearly 200 people mentioned in now unsealed documents from a 2015 lawsuit against sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein accomplice Glenn Maxwell. Being on the list is not an indication of any wrongdoing. Perhaps the most notable name belongs to former President Bill Clinton. This from Joanna Soberg. She's one of many women who accused Epstein of abuse. Quote, Joanna testified Jeffrey told her Clinton likes them young, referring to young girls. Fox is Eric Sean. A man about to be sentenced to prison in a Nevada battery case faces more charges after attacking the judge about to give him prison time, leaping over the defense table on the judge's bench. Hey. The judge was hurt, not badly. A courtroom marshal was hospitalized with a gash on his forehead and a dislocated shoulder, according to court officials. The defendant had asked for probation, not prison time, saying in court he never stops trying to do the right thing. America's listening to Fox News. 
Here's a look at local news. Monday was the deadline for Illinois residents who own any of 170 assault-style weapons banned under law to register them with the state police. Anyone who fails to register their guns can be charged with a Class 2 felony. The affidavit can be found under the owner's firearm owner's identification card account on the Illinois State Police website. New data from U-Haul's 2023 Growth Index report reveals Illinois was one of the top three states for outbound moves last year. Only California and Massachusetts finished below Illinois in U-Haul's growth index. According to U-Haul, movers prefer destinations of the southeast and southwest regions of the U.S. in 2023. Number eight, Illinois routes in-state rival Northwestern. 96-66 in Champaign on Tuesday night. Marcus Domas recording a team-high 32 for the Fighting Illini, who improved to 11-2. Justin Harbin adding a season-high 20 points in the win. Wildcats on the season dropped to 10-3. and You're up to date from the Stevie J Broadcasting Newsroom. I'm Jim Miller. Time for weather brought to you by Hulahan. Hulahan's on Thursday evenings. That's today, right? I yeah, it is today. I mean, again, just, just, when you miss a day. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. Okay, so 6 to 8, Tom Cortese, the pianist, will be performing as you enjoy their $7 glass of house wine or, or whatever you like. Such a great dinner, great atmosphere. That's uh, 6 to 8 tonight at First and St. Mary for Hoolands. Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather for Eastern Illinois. Champagne and vicinity for the day today, becoming partly sunny. Light northeast wind will top out around 38. Clouds for tonight down to 25. Mostly cloudy for the day tomorrow. The high back up into the upper 30s, about 37 to be exact about it. Light southeast wind. Touch of light snow after midnight tomorrow night. Low down to 31. Maybe a little uh, dusting of snowfall here Saturday morning. A little bit of rain and snow mixed in the afternoon on Saturday. We can manage this. No big deal at 36. Maybe a morning snow shower in spots Sunday. The high near 38. And rain moves in late Monday with a high up near 40. And that winter storm eh, kind of fading and fizzling a little bit. That's going to be a manageable setup. A fast moving one. Wind and rain Tuesday morning of next week. That'll be mixing with uh, some snow in the late afternoon. Temperatures near 40 and dropping. There may be a brief period of accumulating snowfall here with some small and short accumulation totals for Tuesday night. High temperature again around 40 on Tuesday, near 30. Much colder weather, windy, and a couple of more snow showers and flurries next Wednesday and Thursday. For Steve J Broadcasting, I'm Greg Solgay. Coming up later this half hour, Nathaniel Sun with Did You Know? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, 2024 is here. This is the first time this year we greet John Decker. John Decker! John Decker! John Decker! I want to talk to John Decker! He is the one we know! I want to talk to John Decker. He's at the White House in press room. John Decker. John Decker. I want to talk yes, to John children now Decker. singing his theme from combines all over the Midwest. Ladies and gentlemen, John Decker, Great Television's national correspondent, White House correspondent, dedicated to his craft, and a man who asked Joseph Biden off the airplane... There he is. I've got this. This is an airplane, Joe Biden, and there's a reporter yelling about the U.S.-Mexican border. And he's the, he's he responded to you, Mr. John Decker. The he only did. question the president and probably remembered the Christmas picture you took with him. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, well, I don't know, but in any case, I asked him what he's going to do about what's happening at the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, the president replied, "We've got to do something." But then Stevie. He put the onus on Republicans, uh, saying that they ought to provide more funding for border security so he can protect the border. So that was his response. That was on Tuesday night when Marine One landed 
on the south lawn of the White House. He and the First Lady were walking from Marine One into the residence uh, at the White House, and I had an opportunity. 10 o'clock at night. That's how dedicated I am, TV. How, 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 how many, how many other, let me put it in quotes, dedicated? You're dedicated, but who else was there? <laughs> who else was there? It was a small group, I have to tell you. It's 10 o'clock at night, you know, the night after uh, New Year's Day. Uh, I would say maybe there were about a dozen of us out oh. there. Oh, um, well, that's, that's so, pretty you know, good. Uh, I mean, at 10 o'clock, you know, somebody's got to yeah. go to bed here. Oh. I'm not going <laughs> to. So now, how, what's the process at 10 p.m. to go to the dark side of the whatever White House, West Wing, the wherever you want? or whatever. Where, where are, no, you're, yeah. he was at the White House. Oh, okay. So don't, there's a, still the same security you can get there, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Same security, same procedure. I actually left a, a basketball game early to, to meet up with the president on the South Lawn. I <laughs> left the Georgetown, the Georgetown Creighton game uh, that was happening here in D.C. Well, I don't, you uh, have to tell me who won Creighton, beat Georgetown. I know that. Yeah, so, yeah. they did. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. They won by 17. But uh, in any case, yeah, yeah, I left early. I got to the White House, so waited for uh, what uh, an announcement on a loudspeaker saying uh, we should gather uh, uh, to head outside, uh, and that's exactly what happened. Hmm. And then Marine One lands, and uh, the president, the first lady, uh, head back inside. He had a bad sunburn. You know, he was yeah. in the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. He had a very bad sunburn. So uh, yeah, I think you should even, apply some sunscreen. <laughs> even hard to imagine. You got 900 people around the president of the United States, and somebody doesn't say, "Sir, you need an umbrella." I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't understand some something. of that. Thing. Yeah, something. You're, yeah. Protect, you're protecting the president. Put right. Some, put some yeah. SPF 50 on. <laughs> for crying out loud. All right. So That's here true. we go. Off to the new year. All right. So obviously we learned that it is to all the Republicans' fault. Everything is. So um, can you verify that it, this is an open border policy? Even if I'm a fan yeah. of Joe Biden, how can I not believe that the whole policy is let him, let him in. I, I don't know why that's our policy, but it seems to be true. It seems to be true. I, I agree with you with that statement. Uh, you know, when you're talking about 300,000 migrants coming to the U.S.-Mexico border last month alone, that's a record, 2.6 million in all of 2023, uh, it seems like it's an open border policy. Uh, and that's the reason why the president himself acknowledged uh, we have to do something. Even he said that in response to my question. So uh, we'll see what happens. There's a discussion going on right now, negotiations going on right now uh, with leaders of uh, the, uh, the Senate, uh, Republican, Democrat, also involving the White House. And hopefully they can hammer out some sort of compromise that changes U.S. Uh, border policy, U.S. immigration policy, uh, so that we're not seeing these record numbers of migrants coming into the U.S. in uh, an illegal manner. I just don't know what the you know ten-year ramification of this. You know, skeptics and critics would call this an invasion, and you, you just you see this happening. You go on. I've, I've referenced taking your front door off of your house. People wouldn't do that because they wouldn't want to make sure your family's safe. I think it's much the same. Right. We don't know who they are. I'm all for immigrants. I'm a product of an immigrant. I don't understand why we don't make them fill out paper and do what we did, but both sides of the aisle have messed this up for about 50 years. Yeah, that's right. You know, there have been efforts in terms of reaching a deal on what they call comprehensive immigration reform for decades decades and they haven't been able to reach a deal and you know there are some things that i think both parties can agree upon 
Uh, they don't need to reach what they call comprehensive immigration reform. Maybe they should just, you know, piecemeal, uh, at least do something, uh, you know, get a start at it, uh, take a bite out of the apple. But, you know, they haven't been able to do that. But uh, at the end of the year, the leader, the leader for the Senate, uh, Chuck Schumer, the Republican leader for the Senate, Mitch McConnell, they put out a joint statement, Stevie, and you don't see that happen that often, a joint statement coming from these two leaders, and they indicated that progress is being made. So we'll see what happens when Congress comes back next week. Okay. Um, I'm not super optimistic because nothing's really happened. It seems to be getting worse. <laughs> okay, so yeah. we have, you know, President uh, Trump, uh, former President Trump, off the ballot in Maine and, what, Colorado maybe? I, I guess this is a thing now. Is that going to hold up constitutionally the Supreme Court? You think they're going to look at this? They, are, they have to look at it. Uh, Stevie, you know, you have Maine and Colorado, just two states already, uh, that will have their primaries on the same day, which is March the 5th on Super Tuesday. So the Supreme Court, I think it's incumbent upon the Supreme Court to give some clarity on this particular issue. So I would imagine relatively quickly they will need to schedule oral arguments on this uh, and get briefs on this from both sides and then render a decision on this so that there is clarity, not only for those two states, but for every state in the country. Uh, because otherwise, you know, I think that you'd see havoc. You'd see uh, Trump being removed from the ballot in many states beyond the two that have already done so. Wouldn't wouldn't red states take Biden off, saying, claiming, you know, the border's open. He's, he's not defending the country. I, 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 I don't put it past anybody to do anything. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's that possibility. I don't know on what grounds, but, yeah, they're sure there's that possibility. I mean, you see what happened in Maine. It was a decision not by a court, but by uh, the Secretary, Secretary of State, State right, right. the State of Maine that made that decision, that ruling. Uh, and that Secretary of State, interesting the way that they determine that position in the State of Maine, it's not elected by the citizens of Maine. It's actually elected by the legislature of Maine. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's interesting in and of itself. Well, it'd send a message that the Supreme Court could look at this and hand down like an eight to one, kind of looking like most everybody's on board on that. That if you want to, I remember I was with Coach Mike Ditka. We were at a banquet. I said, do you mind if my, my friend asks for an autograph? And Coach looked at me and said, that's fine if you want to start this. And 90 seconds later, somebody was sitting on his lap. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think we want to start this with the balloting <laughs> right, like yeah. this. I think we right, want to let the American right. people exercise their privilege or opportunity to vote. Well, boy, we start letting humans pick and choose who's even on the ballot. I think that's dangerous. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. Uh, I do. Uh, you know, I, this has never been uh, exercised before, uh, this particular section of the Constitution, to try to uh, ban a presidential candidate from uh, appearing on a, on a ballot. And, uh, you know, to me, that is going to be one of those, I'll be in the Supreme Court when it's argued. I look forward to that. I was in the court for Bush v. Gore. This is one of those important Supreme Court decisions that has an impact on an election in a very real way. I, I don't know that we've ever had a president with all these legal issues coming into the election. So. No, no, we haven't. That's for sure. Uh, and right now, as things stand, there's a criminal uh, case that will start here in Washington, D.C. on March the 4th, one day before Super Tuesday. Uh, that has been brought by the special counsel uh, on Tuesday of next week, actually. Uh, I'll be in a, uh, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. I'll be uh, in a courtroom, and the reason being is because 
Uh, there will be oral arguments as it relates to what Donald Trump's lawyers maintain, which is that he has absolute immunity from prosecution for any of the actions that he took while he was president of the United States. I think he's going to lose uh, at the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. And if it goes to the Supreme Court, I think he'll lose there, too, on that particular mm-hmm. issue. Okay, well, we, we've got a fascinating 2024 coming up, John Decker. Um, we do. We just have an unprecedented mm-hmm. whole bunch of things with President Trump, President Biden. Perhaps, I guess, I, again, I'm going to hold out and say I don't think that's the matchup. I like, I, I, like, I like that you're holding out. I like you're sticking to your guns. Yeah. That's good, Stevie. I don't think but, uh, uh, Who knows? I, yeah, I, no, like you're, it's getting late. It's getting late. And, and you know, <laughs> unless the Democrats see this guy is going to lose, I, I just think they guess they're going to stick with Joe Biden. But— I mean, the only thing I'm going to hear from Joe Biden is how dangerous Donald Trump is. It isn't how great Joe Biden is. And it, I, I'm just tired of all that. It's just. Well, yeah, that seems to be a good chunk of their uh, reelection strategy is just focusing exclusively on Donald Trump. Uh, you know, and I think to your point, that's a mistake. You got to be talk, talking about what you're going to do um, if you are reelected president for the next four years. Talk about what you're vision is for the country, not just ab- about your opponent. And, uh, you know, right now, on on Saturday, the president will have a speech that he'll deliver in Pennsylvania. I think it's going to focus exclusively almost on Donald Trump. You know, that's uh, what, whether people want to hear that or not, we'll have to wait and see. But to me, uh, you know, for any candidate that's running for any office, I think, in the country, talk about your vision. Talk about what you'd like to do rather than just talk about uh, how bad your opponent is. We're just tired of everybody never takes responsibility. It's always the other guy's fault. And man, we're getting tired of that. If we're not done with it, we're just done. But you've got a candidate, it's a lightning rod on the other side. Things are going pretty well as far as I was concerned with the, with the Trump presidency up through COVID. It was a mess after that. Everybody knows that for years it was a mess and really hurt a lot of people and I think caused our country to have mental issues more than we've ever had. So, I mean, we're, we're just into uncharted waters, and I'm glad you're going to be there to document it, sir. Are you looking forward, to, are you looking forward to um, all of this? You, you, you work hard, but play yeah. hard. But this is yeah. uh, going to be a, a very trying year, I would think, to try and cover all this stuff and, and do it in the manner you do it with equity. Yeah, so I'll be in, I'll be in Des Moines uh, in just a few days. Uh, I'll be there uh, ahead of the— Iowa caucus, which is scheduled for Monday, January the 15th. So know about that already. And, uh, you know, as you point out, work hard, play hard. We already booked some of our vacations for 2024, uh, already looking ahead. So, yeah, look, you know, that's uh, not many windows in which to book vacations because it's going to be busy with the convention, TV, the primaries, and then you have debates, all these things that you have to factor in. But it's going to be a fascinating year, and I look forward to talking to you throughout this fascinating year. He's the only lawyer on press row, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to need the legalese because of all the stuff with Donald Trump. All yeah, right, there's right, a fi- lot. Finally, do you have a prediction <laughs> for the Donald Trump running mate? I don't. I was asked that question earlier today. You know, I think what who would be a good running mate for him, I think, would be Nikki Haley. But, you know, I, I hear like Donald Trump Jr. is adamantly opposed to Nikki Haley being on the ticket. Uh, but to me, that that would be a, a winning ticket mm. uh, if Donald Trump chose Nikki Haley. But other than her, I don't know. I mean, I don't know uh, who he would be comfortable with. It's a big part of the equation is who are you comfortable with as your number two? And whoever the number two is, 
given that Donald Trump, if he wins election, can only serve for four years, they have a huge leg up in terms of 2028. So that's another reason why his choice is so important. I was a pretty young man, but 1980, I remember, you know, Ronald Reagan and George Herbert Walker Bush going toe to toe, and they were it was pretty nasty. I mean, from the standpoint it of was. arguing, and look who became his vice president. Listen, things are short lived in this world, and Nikki Haley was his UN person. I mean, it could very easily be Nikki Haley, and that would be, I think, pretty strong because she's got next right. So, I mean, that would make some yeah. sense. So, yeah, and she's a good politician. I mean, you know, she's a good campaigner. It's pretty evident that she enjoys it. She's energetic. Uh, so to me, uh, she ticks a lot of those boxes. Mm -hmm. uh, she checks a lot of those boxes, but uh, ultimately up to the person uh, who is going to be at the top of the ticket. And if you don't, you know, not comfortable with your uh, second choice, you're, you're going to go with someone else. That's what happened, by the way, with Barack Obama in 2008. Do you remember it came down to two people? Do you remember who those two people were besides Joe Biden? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I have to think hard about that, but I uh, don't think I do. Evan Bayh. Evan, Evan Indiana, Indiana? Yeah, huh. yeah, from Indiana, yeah. that's right. Uh, son of Birch Bayh. Yep. Uh, so uh, for whatever reason, uh, I think Barack Obama didn't feel comfortable with hmm. Bayh being his number two. Maybe, you know, he felt more comfortable with, uh, you know, a, a, someone like a Joe Biden who's going to not in any way eclipse him, mm -hmm. you know, in mm -hmm. terms of star power. Yep. That was a big thing with hmm. Barack Obama. But, you know, these, these decisions are, are often very, very important. Go back a long way before I was born, 1960. I think John Kennedy choosing Lyndon Johnson was a brilliant choice yeah. on his part. Uh, so uh, that that's going to be a question that will be answered probably much, much later in the year, around you know August or so, uh, or, or I shouldn't say August. Yeah. July is when the Republican convention takes place. John Decker, Great Television's White House correspondent. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for your great work. Thanks a lot, Stevie. Thanks, Diane. Have a great day. Great weekend. We'll talk next week for sure. That's John Decker, Great Television's White House correspondent and national correspondent, ESPN 93.5. A check of Greg Solier's weather coming up, and then Nathaniel Sun with Did You Know. Stand by. In an ever-changing real estate market, it is so important to work with experienced agents like Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor teams at Taylor Realty Associates. They have the knowledge and expertise to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time. Trust the experience and success of Russ and Nick Taylor with the Taylor team at Taylor Realty Associates. Give them a call today at 217-355-0700 or visit them online at taylorboys.com. That's taylorboys.com. Weather brought to you this morning by Carl. Carl reminds you they're always looking to get new members of the team. If you're into helping someone in community health, carl.org slash careers. Hello again, everyone. Let's check weather for East Central Illinois. Champagne and Bandit vicinity for the day today, becoming partly sunny. Light northeast wind will top out around 38. Clouds for tonight down to 25. Mostly cloudy for the day tomorrow. The high back up into the upper 30s, about 37 to be exact about it. Light southeast wind. Touch of light snow after midnight tomorrow night. Low down to 31. Maybe a little uh, dusting of snowfall here Saturday morning. A little bit of rain and snow mixed in the afternoon on Saturday. We can manage this. No big deal at 36. Maybe a morning snow shower and spots Sunday. The high near 38. And rain will 
moves in late Monday with a high up near 40. And that winter storm kind of fading and fizzling a little bit. That's going to be a manageable setup, a fast-moving one. Wind and rain Tuesday morning of next week. That'll be mixing with uh, some snow in the late afternoon. Temperatures near 40 and dropping. There may be a brief period of accumulating snowfall here with some small and short accumulation totals for Tuesday night. High temperature again around 40 on Tuesday. Near 30, much colder weather. Windy and a couple of more snow showers and flurries next Wednesday and Thursday. For Steve J Broadcasting, I'm Chris Greg Solgay. I-L-L-I-N-I. Cheer on the Illini and Pia as the pregame fun starts at Pia Sports Bar and Grill. Pia serves up its famous 10-ounce Slugger Burger along with great wings and so much more. Enjoy 350 22-ounce light and course light drafts every home and away Illini game. Watch the game at Pia's or ride the free shuttle to all home games. You'll find it all at Pia's with live video gaming, sports, food, drinks, and fun. See you at Pia's, West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Well, before we get to Did You Know, Nathaniel's son, my son in Nathaniel, Chicago, I used to call him Nathaniel's son. Um, happy birthday yesterday. Hey, thank you very much. How do you feel? Well, you know, a friend told me a couple of years ago, he's like, man, in your 30s, watch out because stuff in your body starts aching and you just start to feel like you're getting older. And unfortunately, you know, it's only, only one year into the decade, but it, it's already I was telling you, like, gosh, my knee kind of hurts. And I don't know. Well, your knee I'm hurts. I'm still young, but, you know. You, you, you've been working, you know, CrossFit and stuff like that up there, so. Well, you know, yeah, it, 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 I think some, I, I tweak something. But, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it, it's we had a nice day yesterday. Really, just just low key. Um, I just hung around our house and and took care of some home projects. Had to work on some home projects. Um, so it was just a really rejuvenating day. You become kind of a handy guy. I mean, wow, you really have. I mean, the guy can you can like build stuff. Awesome. I I've found I just I tinker, and if you tinker enough, you just kind of start to get on a roll with some something. All right. I mean, you learned how to play the keyboard amazingly. Through YouTube videos, is that how you're learning to build walls and bathrooms? It, I, I, it has become some of that. You know, watching, you know, working in construction, I get to watch professionals do it day in, day out. Not every day, but but a lot of days, and I take note of, oh wow, they're you know they're, they're cutting the drywall this way and things like that. And so it's stuff, you know. Then you take mm. it back and you try it for the first time, and of course you're absolutely terrible at anything. Most things you try the first time, but you know you you. you stubborn enough and, and try it enough, you know, eventually it, it, it kind of starts to come together. Well, you, your, your mother's, and of course I, very proud of you and all that you're doing, and beautiful wife Allison and your little doggy Tilly, oh, thank you, your ben. little puppy, and now turning a year old yeah. next month. So anyway, tell people before we start our show, uh, what do you do? I am currently uh, in project management for uh, Opus Group. We are a, a, a full-service uh, real estate developer, general contractor uh, in Chicagoland. Yeah, so um, you know how to put a project together. Uh, sure, huh? Well, ho- hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nathaniel Son from Chicago. What do you got? What do you know? Yeah, well, this morning we're going to get to discuss a little bit of a nuanced item that's really common in maritime practice practices. Now, for us who are fortunate enough to live or have grown up in central Illinois, we know that the wonderful landlocked component of our city and of our county is great in many ways, but not great for access to water. But this morning, I'm going to ask everyone, we're going to put on our sailor hats, 
because we're going to discuss the difference between something that many of us are probably familiar with and maybe don't know, and that is the difference between a nautical mile and on land what is called a statute mile. Hmm. Now, all of us may know that a mile on land is 5,280 feet, and this is me- uh, measured based on paces, something you can walk off. Now, this is referred to as a statute mile. However, for any of your trips to sea or out on water, it may be good to know that a mile at sea is, is no surprise measured differently. Now, no surprise, you can't really walk off a distance from point A to B in a big body of water. So a different system is used. And miles at sea are referred to as nautical miles, which they're actually slightly longer than statute miles. And the reason is it's determined because it's a fraction of the distance around the Earth. So to put on our navigational hats, in longitude, there are 360 degrees around Earth's equator. Some of us may know that. And each of these single degrees is broken up into a minute. If you've ever heard of minutes and seconds used in reference to longitude and latitude, that's what that is. Now, they're not minutes and seconds like we're used to seeing on a clock, but they're, they're used in navigational and, and geographical purposes. Now, each minute within a degree is a nautical mile. So let's take an example that's a little bit more local and and might help bring this to light. So downtown St. Joseph is approximately 88 degrees and two minutes west of the zero line, which is in England. Downtown Champaign is 88 degrees and 14 minutes west. And I chose those because they're roughly on the same, you know, they're basically just straight east Mm -hmm. west of each other. So based on what we just learned, St. Joe is 88 degrees, 2 minutes. Champagne's 88 degrees, 14 minutes. St. Joe and Champagne are 12 minutes or nautical miles apart. Hmm. And if we converted that to statute miles, there's a a formula, but that's about 14 statute miles, so just longer than nautical miles. Hmm. So if your next trip on the water, now you can explain to all your friends that you know what a nautical mile is, and it's actually a fraction of a degree around the Earth. Crazy. Never knew that. Okay. I've heard of nautical, I've heard of statute, but never really knew what it meant. It just, um, Jesus could have walked off in water. I mean, right? I mean, and, and, and actually it was, it was, uh, Peter that was f- briefly on the water till they lost faith and right, sunk. Right. But yeah, sure. other than Jesus, nobody can walk it off. So we had to do it the other way. Uh, okay. That's good. Nautical versus statute on Did You Know from. Nathaniel son. Well, happy birthday yesterday, and um, can't wait to see you this weekend, my boy. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. All up. right, thank you, Nathaniel in Chicago, ESPN 93.5. Determined in minutes, based on longitude, latitude. I mean, sailors know this stuff. Right. I sure. do not know. Nathaniel uh, has learned to sail. All right. Uh, but no, he does some things. Yeah, put in the bathroom. Like plumbing and stuff. I think, you know, I just, just really impressive. When you have that talent, I have such respect for the people that work with their hands and are smart like Uh that and can put in plugs (laughs) and sinks. Right. I'm impressed. And some people downplay that because they, well, you're just a, no, man, that's talent. We had a grandfather clock repaired in Tolono in our home and Mike, my husband, and working with Tom Payne to get that done. And boy, that is some clocks are amazing. You know, we just talk and people, oh, I could never, I could never do what you do. So (laughs) news coming up, ESPN 93.5.
Hey, where are you headed? To Kelsey Furniture in Tuscola. What do they have there? What don't they have there? Living room furniture, benches, chests, love seats, sectionals, tables, bedroom sets, hutches, nightstands, end tables, cabinets, mirrors, stools, clocks, lamps, pillows, rugs, desks, media consoles, patio furniture, Tempur-Pedic mattresses, and more. So, everything. Yeah, probably could have uh, just said that. Kelsey Furniture, quality for less. Jesse with Lands Drain Cleaning and Underground Solutions here to tell you today, hey, we've got solutions for you. You have gurgling toilets, slow drains. Have you been told that you have to jackhammer and mess up your entire house and property just to fix a pipe? Have you been told your sewer lines failed? Your drain lines don't work? Call us today. Have our expert drain cleaning team come out, run your lines, camera them, locate, and we can offer you a solution today. Lands Drain Cleaning and Underground Solutions. Why call anyone else? You're listening to WSJK ESPN 93.5 Tuscola Champaign-Urbana, your home for the